You're listening to Steve Allen on the Think About It podcast. Hi, Steve here. CNN just reported vaccination cards will be issued to everyone getting COVID-19 vaccine. Three former presidents all said they're willing to take the vaccine just to prove to the public how safe it is. So get ready. Roll up your sleeves, America. The Department of Defense released the first images of a COVID-19 vaccination record card and vaccination kit. The anticipation and anxiety surrounding the coronavirus vaccines are unmistakable as Pfizer and Moderna prepare to roll out the first doses. Among the key questions people are asking, given that they were rushed into production, are the vaccines safe? Yes, we think the vaccines are going to be safe. And here are the caveats. These are new vaccines, but they have been rigorously tested uh, in clinical trials. And these are not trivial clinical trials. There are 30,000 to 60,000 people. But Dr. Barton Haynes says it's important for the public to know there will be long-term monitoring for safety for months and years after we've been immunized. Another important question, what side effects can we expect when we get the vaccine? One volunteer in the Moderna trial talked about his side effects. The side effects were nausea, body aches, muscle aches, headaches, fatigue, chills, and slight diarrhea. How much will it cost the average person to get vaccinated? In the U.S., likely nothing. The federal government has promised the vaccine will be free of charge. How many doses of the vaccine will you need? Experts say for at least the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, you'll need two doses, three to four weeks apart. As far as whether we're going to have to come back and be vaccinated a year later, um, those are, that's a question that we don't know yet. And what about after we get vaccinated? How long will we have to wear masks and practice social distancing? We posed that question to vaccine experts. They said that even though these vaccines are believed to be safe and highly effective, we'll probably have to wear masks and distance at least through the fall of next year. The priority list will be residents in a care home uh, for, adult, for older adults and their carers to stop uh, transmission. Uh, all those uh, 80 years of age and, uh, and older, uh, frontline health care uh, and social care workers, uh, then all those of 75 years of age and over, uh, then all those of 70 years of age and over, uh, the clinically extremely vulnerable individuals, uh, and, and, and then uh, a, a, a list that I'm sure the House will want to, to study closely, but I believe does represent uh, common sense. I think it is very important at this stage for us all to recognise that this is uh, unquestionably good news. It's very, very good news, but it is by no means the end of the story. It is not the end of our national uh, struggle against, uh, against coronavirus. And that is why it's very important that the package of, uh, of moderate but tough measures that uh, the House voted for last night, the tiering system, is followed across the country because that's how we will continue uh, to beat the virus. They said vaccination cards will be used as the simplest way to keep track of COVID-19 shots. Everyone will get a written card that they can put in their wallet that will tell them what they had and when their next dose is due. Let's do the simple, easy thing first. Everyone's going to get that. Vaccination clinics will also be reporting to their state immunization registries what vaccine was given so that, for example, an entity could run a query if they didn't know where a patient got a first dose. Of course, that means you'll get many more doses as well. 
Many places are planning to ask patients to voluntarily provide a cell phone number so they can get a text message telling them when and where their next dose is scheduled to be administered. Claire Hannon, executive director of the Association of Immunization Managers, said every dose administered will be reported to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The DOD kits include a card, a needle, a syringe, alcohol wipes, and a mask. Operation Warp Speed has 100 million vaccine kits ready to go if and when distribution of a coronavirus vaccine starts. Pfizer and Moderna await emergency use authorizations, or EUA, in the United States. A panel with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is expected to discuss whether to authorize on December 10th and 17th. Should Pfizer and Moderna get the authorization, the vaccine's first shipments could happen December 15th and 22nd, respectively, according to a document from the federal government's Operation Warp Speed. Initial supplies in the United States will be limited, and the wider population won't have access to the vaccines until months into 2021. A CDC panel recommended Tuesday that healthcare and long-term care workers get inoculated first. The chief advisor to Operation Warp Speed said, by February, 100 million Americans could be vaccinated if both Pfizer and Moderna win FDA emergency use authorization in December. They could distribute 40 million doses of vaccine by the end of the month. Each vaccine requires two doses, so that's enough to fully vaccinate 20 million people. The announcement comes less than two weeks after the UK government proposed freedom passes in order to reboot their economy, which would seemingly allow those willing to vaccinate a return to normal life. It also comes after signs of industries adapting to a future of immunity cards and vaccinations, with Ticketmaster and Qantas Airlines both announced they will require proof of vaccination before people can attend concerts or fly on their airlines. Meanwhile, the vaccination roadshow has begun. On Wednesday, former Presidents Obama, Clinton, and Bush publicly announced that they would take the vaccine on camera. Obama said in a Wednesday interview with Cirrus XM Radio, I may end up taking it on TV or having it filmed just so that people know that I trust this science. Bush and Clinton made similar vows. The next day, NIH Director Dr. Anthony Fauci ominously warned that it would create a very serious situation if people don't take the vaccine. Just exactly what does he mean that it would create a very serious situation? What he means is that it would slow their progress and agenda of depopulating the world as quickly as they planned. Nothing that the governments of this world have been telling people should be trusted because they've already proven over and over again that they're not there to help you. They're there for their own nefarious purposes, and now their purpose is to depopulate billions of people. The flu season is upon us. Which type will we worry about this year? And what kind of shots will we be told to take? Remember the swine flu scare of 1976? That was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. 
And now 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to three and a half billion dollars because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death, allegedly triggered by the flu shot. We pick up the story back in 1976 when the threat posed by the swine flu virus seemed very real indeed. This virus was the cause of a pandemic in 1918 and 1919 that resulted in over half a million deaths in the United States, as well as 20 million deaths around the world. See how easy it is to... Thus, the U.S. government's publicity machine was cranked into action to urge all America to protect itself against the swine flu menace. Influenza is serious business. During major flu epidemics, millions of people are sick and thousands die. Well, this year you can get protection. The vaccines are safe, easy to take, and they can protect you against flu. So roll up your sleeve. Protect yourself. One of those who did roll up her sleeve was Judy Roberts. She was perfectly healthy, an active woman, when in November of 1976, she took her shot. Two weeks later, she says, she began to feel a numbness starting up her legs. I joked about it at that time. I said, I'll be numb to the knees by Friday if this keeps up. By the following week, I was totally paralyzed. So completely paralyzed, in fact, that they had to operate on her to enable her to breathe. And for six months, Judy Roberts was a quadriplegic. The diagnosis? A neurological disorder called Guillain-Barre syndrome, GBS for short. These neurological diseases are little understood. They affect people in different ways. As you can see in these home movies taken by a friend, Judy Roberts' paralysis confined her mostly to a wheelchair for over a year. But this disease can even kill. Indeed, there are 300 claims now pending from the families of GBS victims who died. Have you recovered as much as you are going to recover? Yes, this, this is it. So you will now have a legacy of braces on your legs for the rest of your life? Yes, the weakness in my hands will stay and the leg braces will stay. So Judy Roberts and her husband have filed a claim against the U.S. government. They're asking $12 million, though they don't expect to get nearly that much. Judy, why did you take the flu shot? I'd never taken any other flu shots, but I felt like this was going to be a major epidemic. And the only way to prevent a major epidemic of a, a really deadly variety of flu was for everybody to be immunized. Where did this so-called deadly variety of flu, where did it first hit back in 1976? It began right here at Fort Dix in New Jersey in January of that year when a number of recruits began to complain of respiratory ailments, something like the common cold. If this disease is so potentially fatal that it's going to kill a young, healthy man, a middle-aged school teacher doesn't have a prayer. That much publicized outbreak of swine flu at Fort Dix involved only Private Lewis, who died, and those four other soldiers who recovered completely without the swine flu shot. If I had known at that time that the boy had been in a sickbed, got up, went out on a forced march, and then collapsed and died, I would never have taken a shot. The rationale for our recommendation was not on the basis of the death of uh, a single individual, but it was on the basis that when we do see a change in the characteristics of the influenza virus, it is a massive uh, public health problem in this country. Dr. David Sensor, then head of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, is now in private industry. He devised the swine flu program and he pushed it. You began to give flu shots to the American people in October of 76. October 1st. By that time, how many cases of swine flu around the world? 
had been reported. There had been uh, several reported, but none confirmed. Huh? There had been cases in uh, uh, Australia that were reported by the press, uh, by the news media. There were cases in... Uh, none confirmed. Did you ever uncover any other outbreaks of swine flu anywhere in the world? Now, nearly everyone was to receive the shot in a public health facility where a doctor might not be present. Therefore, it was up to the CDC to come up with some kind of official consent form, giving the public all the information it needed about the swine flu shot. This form stated that the swine flu vaccine had been tested. What it didn't say was that after those tests were completed, the scientists developed another vaccine. And that was the one given to most of the 46 million who took the shot. That vaccine was called X53A. Was X53A ever field tested? Uh, I, I can't say I would have to... Uh, it wasn't. I don't know. Well, I would think that you're in charge of the program. I would have to check uh, the records. I haven't uh, looked at this in some time. The information form, the consent form, was also supposed to warn people about any risks of serious complications following the shot. But did it? No, I had never heard of any reactions other than a sore arm, fever, this sort of thing. What if people from the government, from the Center for Disease Control, what if they had indeed known about it? What would be your feeling? They should have told us. Did anyone ever come to you and say, you know something, fellas? There's the possibility of neurological damage if you get into a mass immunization program? No. No one ever did? No. Do you know Michael Hatwick? Yes. Mm -hmm. Dr. Michael Hatwick directed the surveillance team for the swine flu program at the CDC. His job was to find out what possible complications could arise from taking the shot and to report his findings to those in charge. Did you know ahead of time, Dr. Hatwick, that there had been case reports of neurological disorders, neurological illness, apparently associated with the injection of influenza vaccine? Absolutely. You did? Yes. How'd you know that? By review of the literature. So you told your superiors, the men in charge of the swine flu immunization program, about the possibility of neurological disorders? Absolutely. What would you say if I told you that your superiors say that you never told them about the possibility of neurological complications? That's nonsense. I can't believe that they would say that they did not know that there were neurological illnesses associated with influenza vaccination. That simply is not true. We did know that. I've said that Dr. Hatwick had never told me of uh, his feelings on this subject. Uh, and he's lying. I guess you would have to um, make that assumption. Then why does this report from your own agency, dated July 1976, list neurological complications as a possibility. I think the uh, consensus of uh, the scientific community was that the evidence relating neurologic disorders to influenza immunization uh, was such that they did not feel that this association was a real one. You didn't feel it was necessary to tell the American people that information? Uh, I think that uh, over the, the years, we have tried to inform the American people as, as fully as possible. Dr. Sensor's CDC also helped create the advertising to get the public to take the shot. Let me read to you from one of your own agency's memos planning the campaign to urge Americans to take the shot. 
The swine flu vaccine has been taken by many important persons, he wrote. Example, President Ford, Henry Kissinger, Elton John, Muhammad Ali, Mary Tyler Moore, Rudolf Nureyev, Walter Cronkite, Ralph Nader, Edward Kennedy, etc., etc. True? Uh, I'm not familiar with that particular piece of paper, uh, but I do know that at least of that group, President Ford did take the vaccination. Did you talk to these people beforehand to find out if they planned to take the shot? I did not know. Did anybody? I do not know. Did you get permission to use their names in your campaign? I do not know. Mary, did you take a swine flu shot? No, I did not. Did you give them permission to use your name saying that you had or were going to? Absolutely not. Never did. Did you ask your own doctor about taking the swine flu shot? Yes, and at the time he thought it might be a good idea. Um, but I resisted it because I was leery of having the symptoms that sometimes go with that kind of inoculation. So you didn't? No, I didn't. Have you spoken to your doctor since? Yes. And? He's delighted that I didn't take that shot. You're in charge. Somebody's in charge. There are... This is your advertising strategy that I have a copy of here. Who's it signed by? This one is unsigned. But you, you'll acknowledge that it was your baby, so to speak. It uh, could have been from the uh, Department of Health, Education, and Welfare. It could be from CDC. I don't know. I'll be happy to take uh, responsibility for it. I'm mad with my government because they knew the facts, but they didn't release those facts because they, if they had released them, the people wouldn't have taken And they can come out tomorrow and tell me there's going to be an epidemic and they can drop off like flies to Mexico. I will not take another shot that my government tells me to take. They've been using vaccines as their preferred method because it leaves the infrastructure and the wealth of the world in place. We've seen the results of their wonderful vaccines in the past, but the biggest weapon they have against the American public and the world is our lack of remembering the past. Maybe that's because of the chemtrails that they spray on us constantly, causing us to have less mental capacity of memory. Dr. Anthony Fauci would not be in government for 45 years if he didn't go along with a global agenda. If he didn't function according to the will of the globalists, he wouldn't last that long in federal government. He knows, as well as these other elites and rulers of this world, exactly what the agenda is. There are really only two sides for you to stand on. Either you stand with the world and accept your torture as good little citizens, or you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior and receive eternal life in Him. You will suffer either way, but if you make Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior, at the end, you will receive eternal life with Him. If you'd like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's a link in the description box below. Go down there now and click on that link and pray with me a simple prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. The deception on the church in this world is believing the lie that you'll be raptured before anything happens and you'll escape all of the suffering that's coming upon the world. That's a lie. No, this vaccine may not be the mark of the beast, but just the fact that you're willing to accept medical tyranny because they tell you you should, shows them how easily you'll move in submission to the next step. Think about it.